This is Husker Sports with Sports Nightly. First, tonight's sports headlines. Good evening, I'm Tim Curran. Leading off with some Husker news, the NU Athletic Department announced today that former Nebraska volleyball coach Terry Pettit has been named to the 2020 University of Nebraska Hall of Fame class. Pettit led the Big Red Volleyball program for 23 seasons from 1977 to 1999, winning 21 conference titles and the 1995 National Championship. Over the next three weeks, Nebraska will announce five other members of the 2020 class. Moving on to the NFL, league owners voted to approve extended, expanded playoffs today, moving the field up to 14 teams. Two additional wildcard spots have been added for a total of seven playoff spots per conference. And the Cincinnati Bengals announced that they've released Dre Kirkpatrick. The veteran quarterback was a first-round draft pick in 2012 and has spent eight seasons in Cincinnati. Kirkpatrick started six games for the Bengals last year before suffering a season-ending injury last November. Live inside the Huskers Sports Network studios, I'm Tim Curran. Your state, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. Adrian goes under center this time. Mills, the deep back, turn and toss it to Mills off the left side. He's to the 10, stiff arms a man, five dives. He is in, touchdown Nebraska. Diedrich Mills finds the end zone from 14 yards out. Now let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin. What a nice surprise this morning to wake up as someone who starved to watch some sports again on TV to hear that ESPN is going to launch the 10-part series, The Last Dance, with Michael Jordan, April 19th. (laughs) Couldn't have got a better start to the day, Ben McLaughlin. That's going to be fantastic to dive into that thing. That was one of the first uh, recommendations of tweets that I saw when this whole thing started coming out was everyone was calling for that thing to get released early. <laughs> uh, you know, remember when that that uh, was announced, you know, it was a, they, they put a big tease out on that. Thing. Yes. And and so, yeah, it's funny that that's where everybody went was to watch watch this uh, documentary. I cannot wait for this thing to come out like it's almost like how I feel when the national championship and in, in, in another sport is happening. That That's how excited I am. You know, you sit down, you get your spot on the couch, you know, get some popcorn, whatever it is that you like to enjoy, and just sit back and relax and watch. And 10 parts. I mean, th- this is a huge undertaking. I want to say that, well, ESPN did, it wasn't really a 30 for 30, but they did, they did the series of reports, and they're wonderful, by the way, about the 100th anniversary of – 150th anniversary of college football and and that was an in-depth series i'm not sure that was per se a 30 for 30 this one though a 10-part look at michael jordan's career and obviously we're dealing with with the virus right now and having everything shut down but it but it comes on the heels of kobe's passing which hit everybody in the basketball world so hard to finally get something to go back and relive and celebrate one of, if not the greatest basketball player of all time. I, it just it couldn't have come at a better time. It, it made me smile literally all day long today. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and the, the thing about it is I, I think you, you kind of touched a little bit on it, but with Kobe, but that's such a huge part of all of our lives if you were alive for it and experienced it. You know, me just – uh, just growing up, you know, MJ was all of our idols growing up. You know, we, we would go out in the driveway and pretend to be him. And, and um, you know, just the 
the pageantry of what an icon he was and what he meant to the world of basketball is is very impactful, whether you're an MJ fan or not. Very similarly to if you're a LeBron fan or not, or if you're a Tiger Woods fan or not. You watch because of that particular player. And, you know, I think that it's just it, – the, the cool part about it is going to be when it finally comes out, Greg, we can all sit back and, and watch it together, right? I mean, right. Yeah. Be, on, be on Twitter and see what other people are saying and – you know, watch something that that we can all appreciate at the same time. It's not a game. There's no score. But at the same time, it's something that we're all going to experience at the same time together. And there's something about that uh, that makes sports so fun. You know, when we're watching a game and someone hits a home run, your first thought is to have a take on Twitter or text your buddies or um, whatever it is, I think that's that's going to be one of the be- best parts about it is bringing some some type of that back. The great uh, it's a great comparison with Tiger and LeBron because when when MJ was particularly in the playoffs, if the Bulls were in the playoffs, you didn't want to miss one of their games because you were afraid you were going to miss something special. Same thing with Tiger; you didn't want to miss a in the majors. You didn't want to miss Tiger playing because. You, you knew you might miss something really spectacular and you wanted to be on the edge of your seat for that. And the same thing with LeBron and his amazing career that he has had. MJ is in that same level, but living through the 90s with the playoff runs and the, and the, the battles that they had with the Pistons at first to kind of get over the bad boys of Detroit to win even the Eastern Conference to get even into the NBA Finals to play somebody for the West – and then the story where he's got the flu and he goes off against the Utah Jazz with the Stockton Malone team in Game Six, where he's nearly collapsing on the sidelines. And then, then the offshoot. And you're a baseball guy. Then the offshoot, Ben, where he goes and he puts his whole reputation as an athlete on the line to go try another sport. I mean, it's just it's an it's it's a story made for Hollywood, but better than what in, what Hollywood could put together. In in no in no way could Hollywood dream this t- type of thing up. Yeah, and then a long time ago, they made that one about MJ playing baseball and what he meant to the Barons and, you know, kind of revitalized that organization, which was about to go under. I mean, they couldn't get anybody out there for games. Right. Um, and then, you know, MJ comes and it's it's st- standing room only, hardest ticket to get. Um, but you're right. I mean, that that's just – there aren't very many events like that that happen in sports to the biggest icons that – um, that that could that threaten you know them and their prime. You know, there's really only a few examples you can think of. You know, Ted Williams going to the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other examples that 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 happen to athletes where they need time off or um, you know try something else or take a break or retire early and then come back. Whatever whatever the case may be, but you're talking about one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever play. Call it quits in their prime. And it sounds silly, but it inspired that movie Space Jam, you know, that that was a huge part of my childhood. And a lot, I'm sure some people growing up as well, uh, listening right now, watch that growing up and, you know, to kind of follow his path of stardom and then trying the baseball thing and then ultimately finding his way back to basketball, um, you know, without question to me was was one of the more interesting stories that you'll ever find in sports. And then, and then, you know, you watch that documentary of MJ, you know, in the, in the minor leagues and, 
And then you throw in, you know, his relationship with his father and, and, you know, how that impacted his life and impacted him wanting to try baseball. And it's just a, a really, really interesting saga. Um, and then, of course, you have the, inter- the, the all finish with the Washington Wizards. And, and then you have his, uh, um, you know, dabbling in a ship uh, too. So, yeah, it's been an interesting path for MJ, but... I think I think we all kind of need a refresher of not just MJ but those Bulls teams in general of just yeah. how good they were and you know to just have the complete pieces to those teams with Rodman and Pippen and Kerr um Grant you know you have all these different pieces that made that thing work on top of the best player in the world it is a dynasty for a reason and I can't wait to watch it you know you're too young the NBA during the decade up until the, the late 70s, was in some way people kind of felt like it was gimmicky. It, it, it didn't really grab most of America. It was, it was a sport that everybody kind of just barely paid attention to. And, and then Magic and Bird came along and really jump-started and made it a national sport, really an international sport that they did. And, and then MJ carried the torch from those guys and took it to another level the next couple of decades. So he he's an iconic sports figure of all time. It's going to be amazing to watch that again. It starts April the 19th, a 10-part series. Jordan's The Last Dance. Wow, what great news to wake up to this morning to hear that ESPN has uh, announced a launch date for that. And, boy, can we all use it, those of us who are just star for some kind of sports activities to be watching. So we'll certainly be following along with that. The National Football League, one of their iconic players for the last decade plus, has been Tom Brady. He has settled his uh, little thing with Chris Godwin in Tampa. He w- Brady will get the number 12. I know you're shocked by that because – Godwin had been wearing 12. He'll go to 14 now. So Brady w- wins out. I mean, I, I guess I <laughs> – no, come on. You knew that was going to happen, right, that Brady would get whatever number he wanted. How funny would it have been if Godwin just refused to give it <laughs> no, up? You know, no. there's been so many situations like that in professional sports. I mean, 80, 80 and LeBron, remember, fighting over 23. Right. Um, you know, there was a, there's been a lot of that, you know, where guys have to give up their numbers. Even here at Nebraska – you know, Andrew White the third when he came here, like really wanted number three, like super bad, and yeah. so he he convinced a Benny senior Parker. and Benny Parker to yeah. change his number from three to thirty two. So right. you know, so you know, number changes are an odd deal. Um, the ironic part in this is, you know, the legend gets the number, but Godwin may end up being one of the only reasons that TB is successful down in Tampa Bay. So sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ruffle his feathers too much, but, you know, all hail roll out the red carpet for the hero, I guess. You know he got something for it, right? I mean, you know there's something to change hands, whether it's money, whether it's a car, something changed hands in the exchange to get the number back. That's how that works in pro sports. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, monetary – stipulations or country club membership or something right. something something along those lines that maybe made the the pain of handing that number over a little easier for Godwin <laughs> who by the of, way is turning into an absolutely freakish receiver in the National Football yeah. League like if you don't yeah. know much about this like you don't hear much about him cuz he plays in Tampa Bay and he's gets shadowed behind Mike Evans but he he topped him in production like that dude is a monster He's really good. You're right. He has been overshadowed by Evans, the former buddy of Turan Petaway. 
uh, Mike Evans is. Speaking of number changes in the NFL, Tim had this in the ticker at the top of the show. The NFL is adding a wild card to each to each conference. So the NFC and the AFC are adding a wild card. So instead of six teams making the playoffs in each conference, it's going to seven. It means instead of the top two seeds getting buys, only the top seed will get a buy. You a fan? It's kind of weird to me to extend it to one. Um, I don't know. I it seems you, you, we've used the word gimmicky uh, earlier in the segment talking about the. See, that's what it kind of seems like to me. I, I thought I had zero issues with the playoff structure the way that it was. I think it allowed. Um, those divisions that were really top heavy still with an opportunity to get in. Um, and, and, you know, we, I don't know. I feel like if they were going to tinker with it, you know, maybe, maybe go to some type of record scenario where not every division winner was promised. I, I don't know that I like that either, but you look at how bad some divisions in the right. NFL are. And I guess it's the same way in major league baseball as well. Um, but, you know, you get a lot of times of like the NFC East this year was just a mess. And, you know, th- th- that was a big thing is who's going to finish over 500. And that person that that team is going to get a playoff berth. So adding another spot, I guess I don't like have huge opinions on it. I just think it's kind of weird. Like to have seven teams is awful bizarre. I think that's just an odd number. Uh, the structure of itself is 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 bizarre to me as well. So, I don't know. You brought up Major League Baseball. People thought when they expanded their playoffs that they ruined the sport. I don't know that I've. it's bothered me one bit that MLB added teams to their playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing about Major League Baseball playoffs that that have impacted teams I like because you think about the Royals and the runs that they made in 14 and 15, more so 14, is you play a 162-game season – and your playoff life, you earn a berth, and your playoff life comes down to one game. Uh, that's right. a lot of pressure yeah. for one game, and that's a lot of games that you play leading up to one game where one mistake can literally end your season. That was a huge adjustment for me and still is. Um, you know, Following the Diamondbacks and the Braves, uh, you know, the Braves played in that game with the Cardinals a few years ago where the, the infield fly rule, you know, that one call completely changed the dynamic of their whole season. Right. Um, so not a huge fan of that, but it makes for great entertainment. It makes for all those people who say baseball is boring or whatever. Um, makes it very entertaining to have those one-game playoffs, there's no doubt. All right, that's our Twitter poll tonight. At Husker Sports is our Twitter follow, our runs of Twitter poll. And by the way, I just crushed a runs of with cheese just moments before Did going you? on the air here tonight. Crushed it. I win. Um, what's your opinion of the NFL's decision to expand the playoffs to 14 teams? Good decision, bad decision. Couldn't care less. It's really even. I mean, right now, bad decision, 38%. Good decision, 32 and couldn't care less, 30%. So uh, pretty even pull. So get on there and send us your opinion. We'll keep monitoring that throughout the program tonight. To me, it's you're at, what I think it does is in the scenario that you brought up in the NFC East this past year with the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, that that division was really messy. So you're going to get a team in there, and there might be somebody who can't get one of the other two wild card spots in one of the other divisions who had a really good year. You're going to get that team now in the playoffs. I I don't know if that matters. 
maybe covers up a bad division. Is I guess what I'm saying by adding one more wild card. Yeah, potentially. Um, but most years, those teams undeserving of a playoff berth don't make it very far anyway. Um, I, I feel like the NFL is one of those leagues that – it's not like Major League Baseball where how many straight years a team won the wild card and got beyond hot. You know, it was St. Louis for all those years. They'd win the wild card, and then they'd just go on a huge, massive run. Uh, you don't really see that a ton in the NFL. You do see it occasionally, but the home field – the bye week, um, so many of those advantages play into it in the National Football. Saw with the Titans this year, I guess, m- yeah. making a run. But having to win all those games on the road, it's extremely difficult, um, you know, to to get to the Super Bowl or, you know, even do damage with, with the th- way that it's structured. But uh, that's why baseball plays series, and that's, you know, that <laughs> anything can happen, as we found out. I seem to remember the Steelers being a six seed one year. I think they made the run to the Super Bowl, I think. Somebody can double-check me on that. All right, so the runs of Twitter polls out there for you. Go go vote at Husker Sports, our Twitter handle. All right, coming up this hour, before everything got shut down, Ben had a chance to talk with Brendan Hymas, Nebraska's outstanding left tackle who's going to be starting for a fourth straight year in the fall for the Big Red. We're going to hear that conversation coming up in a couple of minutes, and we'll work some other things in throughout the hour as well. Sports Hotly continuing on here on a Tuesday. Sports Nightly Tuesday Night Edition. Thanks to everybody for dialing us up here this evening. Hopefully you had a nice and productive, safe day. Enjoyed the weather outside. Beautiful day outside as it was today. Thanks to everybody for spending part of your Tuesday night here with us. Well, all the way back when things were normal and the Huskers were preparing themselves for another year of spring football practice, was able to spend some time with Nebraska offensive lineman Brendan Hymas, who will be a key cog for the Huskers whenever it is that we can get back on the field and play that conversation for you now. Back when the Huskers were made available to the media, was able to start our conversation by asking Brendan what he's doing to get himself ready here for another busy spring. Yeah, absolutely. Just getting the body ready, uh, back to full speed, and then uh, just working. I mean, I'm kind of have this mindset ever since I got here, ever since that first season, just to do whatever you can to win. I mean, I haven't been to a bowl game yet, and that's pretty frustrating. Um, you know, so with this last year coming up, you know, I, I, me and my teammates worked really hard to just do everything we can to get our bodies in shape, bigger, stronger, faster. And I think we did that, especially with Duval and his staff. So You've been through a lot in your career. I, to be honest, I don't really know where to start. <laughs> uh, let's just start first with um, – your reaction after the first year okay so it's your first year in college you kind of get used to what this thing's all about and for you stuff's just it's never really stopped moving what was your interpretation of what you thought maybe college was going to be like after your first season and maybe realizing that it wasn't going to be that yeah I mean the first thing I noticed after the first season was the speed of everybody I mean it was completely different from high school and uh some people may know I was just kind of thrown into that third game you know two injuries happen and then I guess I was just the next man up and just kind of ran with it. But, uh, you know, I never really shied away from the competition. always loved competition. Um, kind of embraced it, embraced that I was a young guy. And But that, that was the main thing, man. Just the speed of everybody was just way faster than high school. I had to get used to that real quick. So One thing that you probably learned that year that 
other guys learn a lot later on is you don't have experience until you have experience. Right. And luckily for you, you kind of got a lot there from the get-go. What what did that first season do for you just in terms of me- your, your mental preparation, knowing, okay, this is what I got to do, this is what I got to do, this is what I got to do in the offseason to make yourself maybe a little more prepared the next season? Yeah, I think by 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 no means necessary that I, w- I wasn't great <laughs> my freshman year, but I think I, I, I held my own. So I think mentally that gave me the confidence going into the next season that, hey, if I did this at 18 years old, I can do this at 19 years old while being bigger, faster, and stronger. So uh, confidence levels just went up every season. So hopefully it'll continue to go up. You had to go through a coaching change. Coach Frost comes in and he's running this up-tempo, fast offense. Um, your first week of practice under Coach Frost, what was that like in terms of adjustment, the speed, and really what changed for you as an offensive lineman? Yeah, you went from you know pro-style offense to a super up-tempo spread. And I actually prefer the spread. I mean, I, that's what I did all throughout high school. And so, um, you know, when we brought back the up-tempo spread offense, I was, it, was, it was pretty normal for me. That's what I did for four years in high school. So there wasn't really too much of a transition for me when, when Coach Frost and his staff got here. So, um, you know, grateful for that, that's for sure. And one of the benefits for you, you've gotten to grow up with Matt, and that's that's been a huge plus for you. And I can't imagine the chemistry you guys have on and off the field. How much has it helped just to have a guy who's kind of been, you know, very similar story to yours, and you can lean on all the time? Uh, it's, I mean, it's been awesome. I think that the confidence that the the two of us have together are, are unmatched, and you know, we have a lot of games under our belts, so there really shouldn't be no more excuses about anything. Uh, like I said in the press conference, and and you know. Having an experienced guy like that on the line, as long as like like with me as well, is just it's unreal. You know, you don't get a lot of opportunities like that. So, uh, forever grateful for him. You do have the experience, but you also got to break in a new center last year in Cam, and you had you had some young pups right behind him too, guys like Bryce and and Brant. What's it been like, you know, as as a guy who wasn't all that far removed from being one of those, to see those people kind of step in? Um, and have to play right away or, you know, in Bryce's case, develop quickly and, and try and find a role on this team? Yeah, I've just been trying to be a, a, a second coach to Coach Austin and um, just teach them everything that I've learned and, every like, all my experiences and just and just kind of taking them under my wing and just showing them that, like, hey, you're here for a reason. Like, you have the skills to, you know, be a good offensive lineman, something that, you know, I was really never told. I had to figure that out for myself, so... I'm just trying to be that older guy to really take them under and and, and show them that, you know, give them confidence that I didn't have when I was a freshman. The coaches are are very vocal about how good they think Cam Jurgens can be when he's done. And I think we've all kind of seen, you know, Bryce and and his potential. When you look at some of these young guys and what they could bring to this O-line, maybe this year, maybe next year, um, what, what is it about them and their characteristics that give you confidence about the direction you're headed, how good you guys could be by the end of the year? Competition. I think competition is going to have a lot to do with it this year. Um, you know, I don't think there are too many spots that are really safe or, or set in stone, really. I think with so many of these young guys kind of getting bigger, faster, and stronger and, 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 and pushing the older guys to really be at their best, I think it's going to create 
um, a really competitive offensive line room, and I think that'll be really good for us. And when Coach Austin kind of goes through that with you guys, maybe in film or just the talks that he has, I'm sure competition gets brought up quite a bit. What's kind of his his message, something that he's preaching to you guys, and, and maybe more so geared towards the younger players about uh, learning, competing, and, and kind of being a sponge? Don't be complacent, really. Um, I think that would probably sum it up the best. Uh, you know, just go out there to practice every day and, and, and work your tail off and and don't get complacent to where you think your job or your position is, is set in stone because there's always someone gunning for that position. And it's not it's not a personal thing, but nobody, you know, nobody comes to a university like this to, to be, you know, third string or whatever, so. Going through this spring, I'm interested to ask you about the D-line. We've lost a lot of bodies up there, and you're going to be blocking you know these guys in the spring and in the fall you know with with the guys that we do have back is there anybody that's kind of stuck out to you is like man this 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 kid's kind of annoying um you know of guys that are going to be relied on now to be up front on the d-line that you're kind of looking to turn a corner yeah i mean i think you know ben stilly is the leader of that room so i think uh you know, he's got a big job to fill, especially with the Twins and, and Darian gone and all them. So, but I mean, I'm confident in them. You know, it was only the first day and we didn't have any pads on. So no one, nobody on the entire team really stuck out today. So um, that'll that'll show on Saturday and, 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 and therefore, all right, and then on. So, um, but you know, I have full confidence in them. I'm not really in their D-line room, so I don't know too much information. But uh, from what I've seen today, I, I think I think we're gonna be okay. Moving forward now for you specifically, you've been through a lot of these springs before, you know how they work, but this one in particular, what are you individually focused on, maybe small detail or part of your game that you're trying to hone in on before we get ready here in the fall, other than staying healthy? Yeah, uh, just being more of a vocal leader. I mean, I think everybody needs to work on their technique and their craft and everything like that, and like me included, but I think individually, personally, I think I need to become more of a vocal leader. Um, I've never been the one to you know, hype people up or give pregame speeches or anything like that. And, you know, I don't think the coaches necessarily want me to do that, but just kind of lead the younger guys, lead the older guys more vocally instead of just doing it on the field. So. Brandon, we'll let you go with this one. I know you're, fr you're you and everybody on the team was frustrated. You didn't make a bowl game, but is there, is there a little confidence about this offensive line group this year? I mean, you get ev most everybody back and, you know, you're just kind of picking the torch up from where you left off. I have to imagine you guys are chomping at the bit a little bit to get this thing started. Yeah, absolutely. I think we left a lot on the field last year, um, just with little details that we didn't do when we got tired and, I think that's going to be a big thing to, to fix for us this year. But like I said in the press conference, should be no excuses. I mean, we have all five guys back. There should be no excuses for anybody. And everybody's got, you know, 10, 11 games under their belt on the line right now. So um, that's the big thing. No excuses. Just put our nose down and work. Can't wait to. Brendan Hymas with us here on Sports Nightly. Obviously, on the spring cut massively short but I was really excited to see Greg how those guys handled themselves this spring I know you know as, as Brendan said they left a lot out there on the field but that's that's a group to be really excited about whenever Nebraska begins playing football again you know I think the, the dream would be is if somebody Bryce Benhart or somebody can grab the right tackle position and Matt Farniak can go over and play left guard next to Hymas and you talked about their relationship and all the games that they've played together in their Husker career. That could be a dominant left side of the line. If you could if Nebraska can get to the point where they feel comfortable with somebody at the right tackle spot, 
I think there could be something special there. Yeah, and then you throw in center. You know, I feel like you look at right. uh, the strides that that Nebraska made, not just not just at on that side, but or what could potentially be on that side. But Cam Jurgens has been a guy that this staff has fallen in love with, and we all are aware of the snapping issues that occurred earlier in the season. But I mean, to a man, you ask that offensive line what he can do, and it's not just the coaches that are saying it; it's his teammates as well. That, Nebraska's got a chance to to put together some really good up guys up front, not just this year, but even when, when this next group moves on. They've been recruiting monsters of men to come in and, and, and fill that spot. Um, that I really, really like Nebraska's ability to recruit uh, offensive linemen the last few years. I've, I've fallen in love with those classes and can't wait to see what, what those guys do. But I have learned my lesson to not take any one – uh, offensive linemen for granted, um, you know, over the years. So just appreciate these guys while we have them, and, and hopefully they can win some Nebraska some games. Is he a pro? Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I there's think any so question too. about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I think he's a draft pick. His experience, his versatility, um, <clears throat> I don't know that he's an NFL tackle, but there's no doubt that he can play up front on the O-line at the next level. Right. No doubt. It didn't redshirt. I mean, he's still a pretty young guy because he didn't take that redshirt year. Nebraska needed him so badly as a true freshman. He had to jump right in there. I really enjoyed that. That was a great interview. Appreciate you grabbing that. We've kind of sat on that interview for a couple of weeks. Obviously, we got distracted with all the things that have been happening in the world, but we certainly wanted to share Ben's conversation with Brendan. Hey, our Sports Nightly Hotline brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. Our phone lines are open, 866-HUSKER-1. If you want to be a part of the program, we'll come back and talk about the volleyball version of Bob Devaney. We'll tell you more about that next. We're back, hour number two of our Tuesday Night Sports Nightly. Big hour ahead. You joined us at a perfect time. Thank you so much for making Sports Nightly part of your night tonight. Top 10 Tuesday coming your way here in mere seconds. And we'll hear from Husker baseball player Joe Acker, one of those seniors that's been given a lifeline with the passage of the rule that spring sport athletes will be given an extra year of eligibility. We'll hear what Joe's thinking about for his future coming up later on in the hour. But we begin it with the top ten. We think them up. We count them down. It's Top Ten Tuesdays on Sports Nightly. Tonight we thought we'd have some fun about top 10 things to do during your quarantine that were going on and things that have been done so far. This one, pretty easy for me. How about for you boys? Yeah, I tried not to be super cliche. Um, tried to do a little little creativity on this. But, again, I think uh, I think quarantine brain kind of catches you up, up, up with you a little bit. But, yeah, I'm excited about my list. Now, are these things you've done or want to do or com- both. combination? Yeah, both. Right. I would say I've done 80% of my list. Yeah, mine's, mine's pretty routine. It's pretty by the numbers, but it's still a good list nonetheless. That's what I do. Very good. <laughs> Tim, lead us off. All right, uh, number 10, an activity I've done long before uh, we've all had to be quarantined, but 
don't know about you guys, but like taking a walk or just going for a jog is like a thousand times <laughs> more exciting now just because it's something to do. I mean, like in the morning, like I'll wake up at 7 a.m., which is an ungodly time of the hour. <laughs> Um, but I'll do that just so I can get up and run or, or move, you know, when there's not a whole lot of people out. And actually, that's kind of one of the other interesting things is that's right about when rush hour, so to speak, is normally at, and there's right. barely any cars on the road. So you kind of have that world to yourself feeling a little bit, um, which is kind of creepy, but also kind of cool. So taking a walk and running, that's a very fairly banal activity that has been kind of taken to the, I don't know, made it more interesting at least in these these times well tip of the cap to you to get get going and get your day started at that time because <laughs> the temptation is just to sleep all morning right i mean yeah. you know well i don't have a ton to do i gotta get to work a little bit later but you know there's nothing really i need to catch up with on tv other than depressing news so just sleep it in good for you hey what can i say you know just get up and grind type of guy i'm a real inspiration to many people are saying good <laughs> all right all right my number 10 is uh, watch moneyball <laughs> just kidding it's yeah. not i mean look it, it has to pop up on netflix or something i'm not ready to shell out some cash i have the dvd you cannot use that tim i've you've known i've owned this so well, you, can you just ship it over or maybe slide sure. it under my apartment door i'll wipe it down and watch i it will and, ship it to you tim that's good i'm waiting i'm looking forward to it to, to catch everybody up on this tim has not watched the movie Moneyball, and we've been on him for what Ben three years? Oh, since he left us the first time, that's yeah. probably why he left. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not like I'm opposed to watching it, but also let's not act like Moneyball is like in up there with the all time. Like it's not like oh, I've never seen Star. How Wars. would you like, know? Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying it's. I'm not talking about its quality. I'm just saying that like it feels like to me if you pulled your random individual and asked them if they've seen Moneyball, I'm sure the majority of people have not seen Moneyball. I, I like a lot of people saw. It, All right, not. we're Twitter polling this. <laughs> I bet it's over fifty percent have seen the movie. Well, that's I mean our audience. And last time we had a movie wager it. on a poll, you lost because you thought you thought Hot Rod was in the same conversation as Billy Madison. I, did I say that? <laughs> yes. I mean, I like Hot Rod. I don't know. And, if and you got dominated. I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, look, we can't win them all, but Hot Rod is still good, and I'll stand by that. I'm tweeting it out right now. Okay. And we'll see. Okay, my my real number 10 is, this is something, all all of mine I have done, so this this was the least favorite of my thing, and that was work on cleaning out my storage room in my basement. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a lot of fun, but it was was good because I got rid of a ton of stuff. It wasn't overly enjoyable, but it was productive, so it's number 10 on my list. It feels good to have that done, doesn't it? Yes, you, it does. You haven't been in that house that long. Have you cured that much stuff to put in there? Oh, uh, just you know, you just even when you move, you still carry a bunch of junk with you that you're, yeah. you you should have got rid of ten years ago. Right. All right, my number ten is. is it sounds kind of lame, but I found myself doing this quite a bit, and I don't even really know how to label it. So I just wrote down learn slash research. Um, I really don't have much time for this in my everyday life, but you know, YouTube is an amazing thing and you can learn a lot of stuff on YouTube. That counts as research? <laughs> well, you know, when you watch documentaries or, you know, there, there are formidable- Watching your flat earth uh, yeah. theory documentaries. Yeah. I never said conspiracy theories, Tim, <laughs> but you know, when there's a particular subject that you like, whether it be you know, uh, one of your favorite teams or, you know, uh, an era that could be sports related. It could be history related. It could be politics related or whatever. 
um, I found myself having having time to do that, you know, just just to kind of expand my knowledge database up between the years a little bit, which needs plenty of work. But um, I, I feel like uh, that's something that I've that I've been doing and books count in that. I've got some books that I've that I've legit dusted off uh, to, to pull out. So, yeah, I would just say, you know, spending some time and and learning something that you didn't previously know. Good. That's good. That's good, Ben. Very proud of you. Um, is it my turn now or is it from you? I think it's my it's yours. turn. I'm taking over it's anyway. Yours. My, my number nine, uh, reconnecting with your inner cook. Um, you know, obviously takeout is still an option, but I think for a lot of people, mostly they're cooking their own food. Um, and although I am a terrible cook, I'm limited to like some pre-seasoned chicken breasts and like some frozen sausages. Um, I think it's actually been pretty good for the waistline. I don't know about you guys, but um, quarantine has actually been um, pretty healthy for me. I think I've lost like 15 pounds this month. Now, that said, my diet was just basically trash <laughs> for the longest time. And so eating like actual like steamed vegetables and stuff like that has been helpful. But I feel like, I don't know, at least for me, who's, who's uh, 24, a, a very large child, I think um, it's probably good for me to like be making my own food rather than just you know su- submitting myself to takeout every night but that's, Tim, that's I, just me i'm giving you big time kudos for this but we got to have a conversation pre-seasoned chicken breasts <laughs> we, we can we can work on our own seasoning buddy that, well, that's, but uh, it's true i mean I, i'm i'm so lazy though because I, look I, I i didn't buy the i was i was gonna be purist i bought the regular chicken breast before and i didn't want to get any like Olive, I didn't want to cook with olive oil or anything like that because that's fattening. So I just used some pepper, and it tasted like just pure trash. I mean, it okay, was Okay, well, we need to gross. work on your seasoning skills. Tim, it's easy. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's not easy. I'm just saying I'm lazy. That's, that's, that's it the It tastes so much better when you do it yourself. I don't know. So, it tasted fine to me. It's edible. Yeah. I'm a real foodie, <laughs> as you can tell. So you went from <laughs> olive oil to pepper to pre-seasoned <laughs> chicken breasts. Yeah, I would say working on your culinary skills. Maybe maybe combine my 10 with your 9 and you'd be on to something. Learn right. something and work <laughs> on your I'll do some. I'll do some research tonight. There you go. All right, my number 9, Ben can certainly relate to this, and that's walk the dog. The dog's had more walks in the last couple of weeks than his whole life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy. My number 9 has been mentioned um, – kind of by greg that's just house projects in general and i'm finding this out the hard way uh my wife is a nurse and so she's still having to to leave for work which means i'm i am at home and i am out of excuses to do house projects so um you know there's a long list of things i'm sure greg you've got stuff that you know you've it's been on your list for maybe six months that you have to do um, I'm crossing them off, not because I want to, but because I have to, and I don't have an excuse not to. So house projects for me, number nine. Uh, my number eight, uh, catching up on some reading, although I say that, um, unfortunately, even though we've had plenty of time to do it, I have, I have yet to dust off one of my old tomes, um, which is funny because as a kid, I could like, like those Harry Potter books, I could absorb those in like a day. I could just sit down for like eight hours and just read every page just straight up. And now it's like it's like a I, I don't know maybe it's just smartphones, but I struggle to read like more than five minutes without getting bored. So <laughs> I'm trying to like force myself. I've got this like Shakespeare collection because I fancy myself as a wannabe intellectual, and it's so <laughs> difficult to read because I didn't even buy the annotated version because I'm like I'm gonna be a big boy and I'm gonna read the original Shakespeare. Well, as you can imagine, it takes quite a while to wade through the original, like, barely even English um, 
verbiage that Shakespeare used, but uh, because I'm stubborn, I, I'm still trying to keep at it. But uh, we'll see if I if I complete any of the plays. Like we'll, teaching yourself a new language. does protest. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I did see Hamlet I'm, in London, and that was amazing, even though the second act it was sure. very hard to understand what was going on. But good stuff. I'm sure it was. All right, my number eight, put together puzzles. I haven't done that in a long time. We've done a couple of those here in the last few weeks. Had a blast doing it. How long did it take you? And how many yeah, pieces 1, are we talking? 1,000-piece one. Uh, that took a couple of days. It was a really cool puzzle. It had all the candy bars. Oh, yeah. It. So it was really a fun <laughs> one to put together. But, yeah, it took us a couple of days. Do you guys fight over who gets to put the last piece in? No. No. In fact, my middle daughter finished it up for me one night. She was mm. just up late and finished her off. But we Smashing had a good time doing that. Nice. All right. Very good. Um, my number eight is something that would not have been on my list a week ago, but it is very popular in my neighborhood. I would say one of every three houses has it, and I think it's becoming very popular uh, around the country. That's sidewalk chalk. I mean, we're talking pieces of art. We were walking the dog, and uh, one of the houses even had, had painter's tape, um, you know, to, to, to make different designs and stuff. And uh, a lot of them are just, are just feel good. You know, you walk by and you see a, a young child's handwriting telling you to have a good day or, you know, some type of positive message on it. So that's been really cool to see. And big applause to my neighbors for, uh, for getting involved in that. I've enjoyed that. Yeah, those kids are like cool. artists. They're like insanely yeah. detailed chalk paintings. It's pretty impressive. Uh, my number seven something we've all been doing, I'm sure, catching up on movies and TV shows. It feels like the whole world has watched Tiger King together <laughs> on Twitter mm -hmm. and has all discovered uh, the wonderful, wacky man that is Joe Exotic at the same time and has gone through that rabbit hole. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting. It's like the whole – and like the like we were talking about earlier in the show with the Michael Jordan documentary dropping, it's like everyone is just collectively just over the moon excited for this documentary because – it's like, what else are you going to do? There's no sports on, so you're watching that if you want your sports fix. So it's like everyone is consuming massive amounts of movies and TV shows all at the same time because now everyone has the time to. So it's it's something. Hey, all you cats and no kittens. Hey all, hey, all you cats and kittens. <laughs> By the way, I hope this isn't a spoiler for anyone. She definitely got rid of her husband. That's what I'm. That's my yeah. very professional opinion. Is there, is there a good person on that show? Like, the, is there any, any the individuals on there? <laughs> yeah. Is there any individual on there that you're like, yeah, I, a, I would enjoy hanging out with this person? It's a very nihilistic documentary, and I, it's, it's very much a – it's like it's – I don't want to say it's depressing, but it definitely has that, like, you know, we're all kind of screwed type vibe. Yeah. So maybe, maybe not the most, like – thing you'd want to flock to and watch right now, but it's too weird to pass up. I, I say I recommend Tiger King. Highly it recommend. It makes you feel better about your life. That's true. That's true. There you go. All right, my number seven, uh, just getting some yard work done. I've been out cutting some things down, moving some. I've not mowed yet. I know I'm going to have to break down this week and do that, but getting some yard stuff done in the yard. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. My number seven, also things you can do to improve the exterior of your house, exterior illumination, Christmas lights. Uh, suggested oh by one. Did you put some up? Larry no. Grendel. No. Big, I already told you I wasn't going to do that because that means I have to take them back down. But there are people yeah. in my neighborhood that have them up. So Really? Kudos, nice. kudos to those people. Okay. Uh, my number six, working from home can have its advantages. I, I am not working from home currently, but I do uh, half the time. Um, chiefly among them, you don't even have to pretend to dress up. Now, I know that's like what they recommend is like dress to impress even if you're at home, but if I'm wearing my plaid pajama bottoms, I don't think anyone's going to get after me. So I think, I think that's, that's a plus. 
Um, you don't have to, to commute very far. Um, although for me, getting from bed to couch can sometimes be a struggle, uh, but I can manage it most days. Um, but I, I do. I will say this: the productivity thing is an issue. Um, I try to be as productive as I possibly can, but like being in my apartment, I'm, my brain is not in work mode. Um, so at the very least, it's somewhat relaxing. But I don't know; it's decent. I've, s- I've set up my own version of Dwight Schrute's Mega Desk in my basement, and that has me feeling better. That's good. <laughs> Always comes back to the office, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it comes back. All right, my number six is something I did on Sunday, and that's clean out the garage. Took everything out, swept it out, got it all nice and clean. Felt good, <laughs> threw a few things away from that as well. So that was a really productive afternoon. I enjoyed that. Is there anything fun on your list that you have? Or is this all, like, <laughs> like just terrible activities? <laughs> I had puzzles. All right. My good stuff's um, to come. Maybe that is the puzzle. I don't, I don't even think anybody would get that one. All right, my number six has been mentioned. I've got Netflix, TV shows, movies. Uh, we're cranking out um, a series right now that we'll talk about on Thursday for uh, Flix Picks. Nice tease. Good Thank tease. You. Love it. Uh, my number five, more time with the family, if you're into that sort of thing. We had uh, Rhonda Ravel on, Nebraska softball coach, last night, and she was talking about how this is the first March like in her lifetime, basically, that she's actually had <laughs> some free time. Now, it's not under ideal circumstances, but for a lot of people who are normally slammed during this time of year, like all of us talking right now, uh, sometimes it's a little bit nice to get some time to breathe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no doubt. My five has been mentioned by both of you, and that's Ben's Watch a Show. My five has been mentioned by Greg, and I've got dog walking here at number five and not just walking the dog because the dogs are just in heaven and finally we got some decent weather but everybody's so friendly you know you're walking outside and it's like yeah there are some people outside on a in a normal situation on a on a walk but everybody's just wants to have a quick word quick chat and yeah it just seems we've all kind of stuck together a little bit so it makes the, the walk certainly more enjoyable uh, my number four are those Zoom hangouts that people are doing with friends and family. I have yet to do one that's not work-related, but they look like a blast where people are doing those happy hours where they get all a bunch of old high school friends and do a giant fa- uh, Zoom meeting. Uh, they seem like fun. I'll, I'll take advantage here soon. No doubt. My four was mentioned by Tim Erler, and that's read a book. I finished one today. I've been working on it for quite a while, and that was a book about Dwight Eisenhower, the 34th president mm. of the United States, a Kansas guy, who, of course, led the led the uh, war effort in World War II for the Allies and then ended up becoming pre- a two-term president of the United States. Really enjoyed the book. It was fun. Yeah, that's one thing when I mentioned learning that I would love to get into is just learning about some more presidents as well. Stick to YouTube uh, research. Thanks, Tim. Um, why don't you go try and figure out Shakespeare and let me do me. we Will do. Uh, my number four is board games, and it, it would be much higher, but my wife dominated me in Monopoly the other night, and I'm still pretty hacked <laughs> off about it, so... Um, she got she got Park Place and Boardwalk within the first 10 minutes of the game, and I swear I was on Boardwalk six times, and landing on there with a motel did me in. So I'm, I'm still pretty hacked off about that and looking for my rematch soon, but I've got board games here at four. <laughs> uh, my number three, I've not taken advantage yet, um, but uh, home workouts, they're a thing. You can, you can still uh, get toned uh, by looking up some YouTube videos and, and doing all that jazz now. Of course, I... I hate doing <laughs> physical activity, but, uh, you know, at this juncture, why not? You know, you got nothing else going on. Very good. All right, my number three follows up Ben's. Play board games. We played Monopoly the other night. We did apples to apples. We've done a couple of those. Oh, things. yeah. Apples Been to apples to do is that. good. Yep. 
Yeah. All right. My number three is an activity that I haven't done since I was a kid, but I would really love to. And I still think you can do it with people uh, with social distancing. Let's play a game of wiffle ball. Get get everybody yeah. in the backyard. You could stay, uh, you know, far enough away from from everybody to be safe. Wear some, you know, some batting gloves or something to to keep avoid from touching the ball. Get me a game of wiffle ball going. I think that would be epic. Just no more than ten people, Ben. Oh sure. I don't think you I have ten friends, so I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number two. Come on, uh, Timmy. Open the door for you right there. I was I was focusing on my list. I'm sorry, Ben. I didn't even. <laughs> I, I don't even, care. I didn't even listen to what you're saying. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> you hear it? Whoa! I'm sorry. I'm offended. I know I'm you offended. should be. You should be. Uh, my number two. Uh, this is putting the business, the the casual and business casual for sh- for sure. Because I've definitely worn sweatpants uh, more than a few times uh, to the good old office. Because uh, no one's no one's here to judge me, so I can I can pretty much wear what I want. So I think I've already basically said that twice. But you know, hey, you have, yeah, it's two, so nice. Two different uh, dressing issues on your list. But. <laughs> it is what it is, Ben. <laughs> All right, my number two is something that we did the other night, and that's what we fired up a little outdoor fire pit and did some s'mores outside with this nice springtime weather coming around. Had a blast. I love s'mores. Give me some s'mores. Yeah. So how do you like your marshmallow? This is an important question. Um, I, I, don't, I, I want them. Oh, man, I had one perfect the other night, and it fell off my stick. I'm like, I was so mad. I thought I had it perfectly cooked. I don't like a lot of charcoal on them, but it's, no, hard, no, not, no. it's hard not to get them at least a little charcoaled up before you get them pulled out of the fire yeah just a little hard but gooey on the inside for me uh, right you know no no char on mine my number two speaking of outdoor contraptions that cook food grilling i love grilling it's my favorite thing to do uh, my food doesn't really taste that great i'm getting better at it uh I'm, I'm expanding what i grill but grilling to me number two whether we're in quarantine or not is one of my favorite things so that's my number two uh my numero uno uh does that have to do with dressing <laughs> it does not not but <laughs> what it has to do with ben is actually uh, far more important we've all gained a little bit more perspective uh you know obviously these are trying times and every you know sometimes you see some pretty ugly stuff in the news or you see videos on social media people fighting to the death over a toilet paper roll but at the same time you see a lot of people uh, probably like five times more of the stories of people like helping out an elderly na- neighbor saying hey let's do some shopping for you or stuff like that you know it, it's like this is the first time in a long time we've all been asked to collectively sacrifice sacrifice stuff and i think that for the most part um sometimes yeah you see some some ugly stuff out there but um i think that everyone has been adjusting pretty nobly and so hopefully that the 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 toll that this could could take without all these measures in place is going to be severely severely reduced because everyone's acting for the most part responsibly well, that sounds like a PSA from Tim wow. Kerr right there huh? <laughs> Tim Tim digging into heartstrings yeah, here I to tried. finish it out sure is. i tried we're trying to laugh around here, and you're getting all serious on us. <laughs> yeah. Just no one. I, was was I have more sweatpants-related t- takes if you want to hear. <laughs> T- Tim was prepping his speech. No wonder why he wasn't listening to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was getting geared up for that. Well, my number one was mentioned earlier, and that's Zoom with some friends. I've done that already. Had a blast catching up with some guys that I haven't talked too much in, in recent years and have had a fun time doing that. My number one is always number one this time of year, golf. Golf course is out. You can yeah. still walk, stay out of the golf carts, but keep your distance. You can play golf and uh, haven't yet done it, but if I can, I will. Very good. There we are. Those are our top ten things to do during quarantine that we're all currently in. And, by the way, we do have a Twitter pull-up, Ben. Have you seen Moneyball? We have over 150 votes. 67% yes. Tim can <laughs> dominate it again. 
Look, this is not a scientific Absolutely poll. Absolutely dominated. I've, this poll is in protest right now. I don't. I don't count it. <laughs> I haven't even oh. voted yet, Tim. Add a percentage on there. <laughs> oh, all right. We'll have some fun with that. Speaking of baseball, we're gonna come back. Ben's gonna talk with Husker senior center fielder Joe Acker. That's next. Sports Nightly here on the Husker Sports Network, live on a Tuesday night. Happy to welcome in our next guest of the show, talking some Husker baseball now with Nebraska's senior outfielder, Joe Acker. Joe, been a very confusing and and probably frustrating time for you. First of all, thanks for joining us. How you doing tonight, man? I'm hanging in there, that's for sure. How about you? Yeah, doing okay. Day by day, I guess, is the mantra at Nebraska, and I suppose that's the one that we're going to live yeah. by here for the next foreseeable future well let's just talk about man uh what this process has been like before yesterday i know this is this 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 time this conversation directs it's directly impacted you and a lot of your teammates before we got the ruling yesterday what was just day-to-day life like you know being away from home you know being at school being you know basically sectioned off and not having the one thing you came here to do which is play baseball taken from you what's this been like for you um, it's not been a very pleasurable experience, that's for sure. Um, it's not like a, a vacation that I'm sure um, some guys might have thought it was. I mean, for us student-athletes, we're used to the consistent go-go-go routine, especially in college baseball. The time demands are extremely daunting. So that's kind of our lifestyle. That's how we live. And then we're at the time, we're praying for a day off. And then when you get a whole semester off, you realize that you hate just being lazy and sitting around so this limbo period really hasn't been been fun for any of us and i mean the day-to-day was was filled with movies video games um all sorts of stuff just around the house i mean none of us are leaving leaving our house a lot of guys went home so i mean it's not been not been a super enjoyable experience especially for us seniors waiting to hear kind of what our fate was um moving forward we did get the first shoe to drop yesterday with the ruling and, you know, surprisingly mm-hmm. happened relatively quick here in just the last day mm-hmm. or toward the end of March. There's, we, we know there's still a lot to be figured out yet, but this was, this was the first hurdle to clear and it was probably the biggest hurdle to clear. What was your day like yesterday, knowing that the vote was coming and, you know, just waiting to hear, you know, whether you would get another opportunity at Nebraska or not? Um. I mean, I actually had a test in my supply chain class yesterday morning, which actually helped pass the time a little bit. But most of us had the feeling that, hey, Division Two, Division Three, junior college have all given their players a year back. But the last few days, there was kind of um, some talk about, hey, with the with the possible football season being canceled, some administrations are worrying a little bit that maybe all. Um, age groups won't get their year back. So that was kind of a change the last few days. Um, but for the most part, we thought we were going to get the year back. And obviously after the ruling at five or six o'clock last night, we did, which was, was good news, but um, there wasn't a whole lot of clarity on the financial side of it. And hopefully we get more information moving forward on that piece. A large part to this, Joe, is going to be roster structure and, and honestly come down to, you know, what, what, what the individual universities and what the coaches want to do. What, what's it been like going through this with Coach Bolt, you know, a guy that you've had to get to know rather quickly and, you know, we're just getting into the heat of battle with him. 
and how your relationship with him has, has maybe helped you in this, in this situation, kind of what he's been like through this process. Yeah. I mean, me and coach Bolt are super close and, and I've relied on him super heavily, not just with baseball, but, but life in general. And, um, we have a really close relationship as far as kind of talking almost on a daily basis. And, um, so, I mean, he's, he's definitely been there along, along right by my side, um, through, throughout all this. Um, I mean, since the ruling happened, I met as soon as the big 10 announced the season was canceled, I went to his office and, we met and kind of developed a plan um, for what to do moving forward. And, and he's kept me super updated on everything he's heard on his end. And um, which has really been, been helpful for us seniors. I'm sure every guy is handling this in their own way. You, you're different than Moj, who's different than Luke. You know, I'm sure everybody kind of mm-hmm. is doing this in their own way. For you, what's been the most helpful part? Are you a guy that's, that's information seeking? Are you reaching out or are you just, are you a guy that's kind of like, okay, let's just wait and see what happens? I mean, how, how are you kind of getting through this, and and I guess your fellow seniors as well? Um, I'm I'm definitely someone that that's seeking out the information as best as I can. But in this social media day and age, a lot of stuff breaks on, say, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook before the actual, say, NCAA releases a statement. So, I mean, yesterday was a nightmare trying to sort through everything that was being said on various social media platforms as far as what the ruling was. So um, that was kind of a nightmare, but um, Coach Bolt reached out to us and kind of clarified as much as he knew from the actual NCAA, and then me and him had um, some side conversations as well about what he had heard and, and what I had heard as well. Okay, what, what, what's the relationship and conversations been like with your teammates? I know they're going through this too, and it probably helps, you know, guys that you've been around for a long time kind of kind of in this with you and, and going through this with you at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's huge. As I mean, right now is the biggest time to rely on, on one another because we're, we're all going through this, and really all of us, us 35 guys on the roster, are really the only ones that truly know what it takes to get ready for a division one college baseball season here at Nebraska. I mean, so nobody knows about every little ounce of work we put in other than, other than the guys standing next to you. So, I mean, we all took it just about as hard as you possibly could take. So it's nice to know that there's guys you're living with guys that are around in the neighborhood that, that are going through the same thing as you and, and kind of have those same like sad thoughts that you're better in your head. But, also know that you're relying on those guys going forward to kind of get over this weird hump, this weird time and, and kind of get back on the horse and get this thing going again. If everything works out. Talking with Joe Acker, Nebraska senior outfielder with us here on sports nightly. I'm Ben McLaughlin. Joe, you, you mentioned that day that the big 10 announced that they were canceling the rest of, of their seasons. Greg and I were actually out of town. We were already heading down to Wichita uh, for the mm-hmm. series with the Shockers. I know you guys were a couple hours behind us. What was that day like, you know, just following the conference basketball tournament, seeing those things get banged one by one, and just having that domino effect happen? What was that like living that out? I think it was Wednesday night. So we had played, obviously, as you know, Northern Colorado Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon or whatever it was. And then Wednesday night, I believe, was when the NBA – 
had postponed or suspended their season. And then after that, it was kind of like a domino effect as far as conference basketball tournaments were being canceled, then the Ivy League, then the Horizon League, then the Patriot Conference for baseball were all canceling their season. And we were all at the house thinking, oh, well, the Big Ten has enough, like, we thought, oh, the the conferences that don't make enough money in baseball might be canceling, whereas the Big Ten hopefully will just suspend play. So that was kind of what we thought Thursday morning. And then we were sitting at the kitchen table just kind of refreshing Twitter, and I actually saw that you and Greg um, on Twitter were actually on your way already to Wichita, and me and Ty Roseberry were packing our bags to get in our car to actually drive to the field to get on the bus when the American conference released a statement saying that the series had been canceled. And then also the, that all spring sports had been canceled. And I think the big 10 was kind of one of the last conferences to release a statement. Um, And obviously they released their statement, canceling the season. College world series was canceled shortly after. And then it was kind of just an emotional roller coaster the rest of the day. Um, um, as far as kind of what we were all feeling at at the moment, it absolutely seems like a year ago since since we've seen a baseball game, and it probably feels like a year oh my ago gosh, since you yeah. played in one. Um, and, and the thing that's the biggest bummer to me, and it's the thing that I enjoy most about calling your guys' games, is the coolest part is seeing the teams take identity. You, you can usually see mm-hmm. it about a month to two months into the year how each team is going to be characterized. And we had no idea what this team was going to look like with Coach Bolt and how you guys were going to be, you know, what we're going to think of the of the 2020 Huskers. Um, we started to get a little bit of that. I feel like that, that last game with Arizona State, the homestand, we started to get a sense of, you know, what this team was made of just mentally and, and what this team was going to look like. You had some freshmen stepping in and doing some good things and, and the mix with the older guys. Um, that, that to me is the most frustrating part is we finally started to see what this team could look like and what this team was made of. What, when you think back maybe five years from now and you had, you know, basically a 20 game season, what are you going to remember about the 2020 Huskers year one under coach Bolt, uh, breaking in some new guys in the outfield and, and on, on the mound as well. What, what are you going to remember about this team in particular and the games that you guys did get to play? Um, I'm definitely going to remember that game you mentioned, the Sunday Sunday game at Arizona State. I think that Saturday game after we got um, beat pretty good, I mean, it was a reality gut check for all of us um, to kind of say, hey, like, this is the turning point of our season here. We got to come out. Like, they had just beaten us pretty good the last Friday and Saturday, and it all started with that Leighton Banjoss um, home run and from there it was just guns a-blazing and I really thought after that game that was going to be the turning point for this team and that that was going to be the huge piece in, in building our identity um, as you mentioned like for this 2020 team and obviously we played pretty well against Columbia beat Northern Colorado twice um, and I thought that we were kind of going to get on a roll and that was going to be the, the spark we needed. So I'll definitely remember um, that Sunday game at Arizona State just because that was such a unique time after being on a losing streak for whatever it was, five or six games, and then coming out and, and beating a top 25 team. So 
I'll remember that for sure, but also just remember my first year with Coach Bolt and all the great memories that I had during the fall and in preparation for the for the season, but also just the relationships I built um, with with the new freshmen and some of the returning guys. No doubt. Well, Joe, let's just assume that that everything's going to work out, and you know, you you guys get the answers you need to to make the decision to come to Nebraska an easy one. Um, it, I would have been I would have been beyond bummed if if we watched you play your last game without even knowing mm-hmm. it um, this year, right. and I can't even imagine for you, you know, knowing if you'd put that jersey on again, what what that feeling is. Let's let's think positive. Let's just let's assume everything's going to go the way that it is, and and get ready for another year, man. Try and try and keep yourself positive and and keep going during this 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 tough time. Rely on your teammates. Thanks for jumping on with us, man. Appreciate you spending the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye, Ben.